Hi, this is Aviva Richmond from Hadar with thoughts on Parshat Toldot. In Toldot, Yaakov pretends to be someone else in order to get a blessing. Often, his character becomes the focal point as we try to sort out whether this was a strategic act of courage or cruel trickery. But the experience resonates beyond the specific contours of his character. When Yitzchak blesses Yaakov disguised as Asav, it introduces a gap between being seen for who we are and finding blessing. It leaves us yearning for the kind of blessing that comes not from hiding ourselves, but from being fully recognized. We'll explore different aspects of the relationship between recognition and blessing over this week and next. This week, our focus will be the significance of faces and being seen. Next week, we'll explore the deeper meanings of recognition. When Yaakov comes before Yitzchak, Yitzchak does not recognize him. Below Hikiro, he is not seen by his father. Through Midrash, we get a sense of how much Yaakov desperately wanted to be fully seen, even as he remains physically disguised. He drops subtle hints. When Yitzchak asks how he prepared the meat so quickly, Yaakov responds that God made an animal happen to appear before him. Midrash points to a dimension beneath the surface in this statement. Yaakov wants to remind Yitzchak of times that animals suddenly appeared at significant moments in his own life. When he was about to be sacrificed by his father, a ram miraculously appeared. When it was time for him to marry, camels suddenly appeared, ushering in his meeting, Rivka. Midrash ties these moments together not only by the sudden appearance of an animal, but because they share the phrase, he lifted his eyes and he saw, These were moments of seeing what could not be seen before, and they propelled Yitzchak towards the legacy of blessing. In saying that God made an animal appear, Yaakov may really mean to say something like this to his father. When it seemed like you had no pathway towards blessing, God made an animal appear that altered the course of your life. I, too, want this moment to be a turning point. I want you to lift your eyes and see me in a way you never have. I want to be included in this legacy of blessing. Yitzchak fails to see Yaakov or hear this message. He will only bless Asaph. This unseenness stings. Yaakov walks away with the blessing, but it is a blessing born of evasiveness and alienation. Yet, in this profoundly evasive scene, the Torah oddly draws attention to Yitzchak's face. When Yaakov leaves, it does not just say that he left Yitzchak, but that he left, quote, from before Yitzchak's face, me'et pene Yitzchak aviv. Why use this uncommon phrasing? that stresses Yitzchak's face when Yitzchak couldn't actually see Yaakov and the entire encounter involved avoiding Yitzchak's gaze. A passage in the Talmud highlights the mention of Yitzchak's face in this verse and puts it into conversation with other verses about faces as part of an extended discussion trying to determine the dimension of a face. This is important for measuring the Ark cover, the Kaporet, and the faces of the two Kruvim, the cherubim, upon it. 
The Talmud contrasts the verse where Yaakov departs from his father's face after taking the blessing with a later verse where Yaakov encounters Esav's face upon his return from Lavan's house. There, Yaakov says, seeing your face is like seeing the face of God. The Talmud wonders, does the word face suggest a human face with measurable dimensions? Or does it indicate God's face that is of another scale entirely? The Talmud then brings up a third kind of face, that of the kruv, the cherub, like that on top of the ark. The discussion ends talking about cherubs with two different sized faces, one large, like an adult, and one small, like a child. If we move beyond the technical argument of this passage and focus on what images it weaves together, the cherubim on the cover of the ark, the two kruvim, become a symbolic intertext for the story of Yaakov and his quest to be seen. In his discussion of the ark and the cherubim, it brings together verses at the bookends of a critical chapter in Yaakov's life, focusing on the word face in each When Yaakov departs from his father's face, he is evasive, trying to avoid direct encounter with Yitzchak, and also, obviously, Asaph. In the later scene, after years far away as a fugitive, Yaakov returns and encounters Asaph's face directly. In this encounter, Yaakov tries to undo what went wrong in the earlier scene when he took Asaph's blessing. Looking Asaph in the face, he says, Please take my blessing. Kach na et birchati. What has happened to enable Yaakov to go from his evasiveness to direct encounter? These two scenes of faces bring our attention to a third scene that comes between the two. Just before encountering Esav, Yaakov wrestles with an angel and names that place the face of God, Pnea. Vayikra Yaakov shem hamakom so Yaakov named the place Peniel, meaning, I have seen a divine being face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Yaakov relates that he saw God face to face, suggesting that not only did he see God, but God also saw him. While the plain meaning of his statement is that he is grateful to have been saved from the danger of encountering God so directly, In light of the history of not being seen by his own father, these words could take on a different meaning. Perhaps this first moment of being fully seen by his divine father actually has a powerfully healing effect. My life has been preserved, he says. After being seen by God, he was ready to encounter Asaph directly. The Talmud's seemingly arbitrary collection of verses about faces encapsulates Yaakov's journey the evasiveness, the anxiety, and ultimately the direct encounter he experienced are embedded in the concrete image of the two kruvim, the cherubim, facing each other atop of the ark. These faces hold the dynamic flow between alienation and recognition, and they represent a blurriness and overlap between encountering human faces and God's face. The alienation we may feel from others and the alienation we may feel from God become intertwined. The possibility of seeing others and seeing God are also intertwined. In the posture of being face to face, there is the possibility of nothing less than the revelation of God's presence 
just as God's voice emerged from between the two cherubim atop the ark. These two faces in the holiest place, father and son, two brothers, or God and human, reflect the hopes that we, like Yaakov, have for relationships where we see the other and are fully seen. May we all find our way to these face-to-face relationships, and may they be a source of true revelation and blessing. Shabbat Shalom.